It's time for a podcast formerly known as Advanced Analytics. I'm worried. This is the most preparation Paul has ever done for a podcast ever. It seemed like you were going to do a gag there where you said it's still known as Advanced Analytics. What was the gag going to be? Well, you said it was a podcast formerly known as Advanced Analytics. No, I said formerly. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't even mean to do a joke there. Formally, like the formal name. Like my formal name is Guy Malachi Jones. But when you say formally, don't you mean like Previously. Previously, no, I mean like the formal, like you know, like a formal suit. That's what I meant. The formal name, but like the formal name no of the NBA, too, is the n- the National Basketball Association. Yes, but you wouldn't say the NBA. You'd say the NBA, formerly known as the because, ABA. Uh, what, <laughs> all I was trying to do was introduce the podcast. I assumed you were going to do like the Mitch Hedberg joke, where he's like, um, "I used to do drugs. I still do, but I used to too." Yeah. But then you just didn't do the second No, half. I didn't. No, well, I wasn't trying to do a joke. I was okay. trying to say the formal name is Advanced Analytics. It's also the colloquial name. That was not supposed to be a joke. Just okay. sometimes Weird. comedy genius. No, nah, comedy genius. I'd like to. Oh, I just want to jump out to all confused listeners and clarify that the podcast is still known as Advanced and Analytics. And if a joke came out, then uh, Kilda. Um, this week has been the uh, week of the draft. We mm. may as well play the sting. I don't know why, but we may as well play it. Weekend review. It's a beautiful sting. Paul, you've been preparing a lot. I've spent approximately 80 hours um, doing an, an analysis. I'm, no, but you're joking, but you, I, I, I'm worried. That was an exaggeration, but like I was exaggerating the other way. Like I've probably done more. You love the draft, eh? Yeah, I do. Why, what's good about the draft? Like It just takes so uh, long for these players to come to fruition, doesn't it? It's just, you just don't know. And it's just exciting because it's like, you just don't know. I love looking back into the past and thinking, wow, no one knew this person was going to do this. Yeah, well, there's, there's a lot of players. So I love drafted. Do, not, not even just for bu- sports, but for anything. Like my, one of my favorite pastimes is going on Google and doing a time-specific check on any sort of celebrity and like going back and looking at even like you can do it for, say like Kanye West who I'm a huge fan of yeah. you could like you know narrow the Google search go back to uh, I'm trying to think of the perfect time to do for him back but just like back to before he was famous but just mm. when he's just kind of coming out when and he was a producer for and then Jay-Z. it's just cool reading articles about it and we're seeing the content yeah you go and back you can do you that to go back in time yeah how and do you do it on Google uh, you just go to like I, I can't think without it in front of me. And I know we've banned from Googling during the... Settings um, or something. Um, yeah, it's just like maybe it's a long and you go down and it's like um, when it's like time or whatever, you can go down to custom range at the bottom because you can go like um, last month or last week, last day, 24 hours, last week, last year, custom range. And then you just put in the, type in the custom This has dates. been the most animated and least depressed you've been on the podcast in like months. It's a, an exciting time. Is it? Is, do you think it's... Maybe because, and this isn't supposed to be sh- shade, but it's going to seem like I'm trying to throw shade. Do you yeah, think it's fired up? No. Do you think it's because the Magic are like constantly a lottery team? I know they're not; they're a playoff team this year. No, uh, no. You I don't think, think it's so. Exciting. Yeah. You think even if the Magic were in the playoffs and you just burned yourself out yeah. supporting them in the Eastern Conference Finals? No, the draft is so exciting. Um, did you watch it? 
Yeah. Life? Took, yeah. It's actually very long. I forgot how long it goes for. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it like... It's, it's like a whole day. And it's, <laughs> it's, and it's funny because... Um, it's literally like a whole day. Like it starts at like 11 and when it... Because it's winter in New Zealand. By the time it finishes, it's legit like nighttime. Yeah, but um, the other weird thing about it is that it's unlike most shows where it tries to like build slowly towards a climax. It starts at the climax and just gets worse and worse and worse. <laughs> you think they'd save something at they, the end? Like have they like should, a... They, to make it more exciting... Crazy lottery. They should um, start with the... Si- like you should be battling to get the 60th pick and then they're like... And with the number one pick... In the uh, 2019 NBA draft, the Sacramento Kings select Vanya Marinkovic. <laughs> and then there's like pirate. Oh, I get it. So stuff. the 60th pick is the best pick. Well, they just kind of, yeah. They pretend it's the other way around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It wouldn't really work. <laughs> it wouldn't trick and they'd anyone. Be like, and they'd be like, with the 60th pick, the New Orleans Pelicans select Zion Williamson. And he doesn't get to go on stage or anything. <laughs> um, they cut to him at home. And he's like, cool. Who do you think what the big winner of the draft was, in your expert opinion? Are we got jumping straight to that. Oh, well, that's, I was just going to start in with something juicy. In terms of teams? Juicy. Yeah. The teams. Oh, player? I don't know. Oh, well, players. Congratulations to all the players drafted. No, 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 no. no, no, no. What, what team was the big winner? Uh, my winners of the draft, I put, were Boston, Detroit, Golden State, and Atlanta. So Boston was weird because they were f- one of the um, like one of the teams that were rubbish for the draft. Yeah, I haven't listened to any. I should preface this by saying I haven't listened to anyone's. Meanwhile, opinions. I was listening to a rival NBA podcast literally three minutes before we we're doing this podcast in the toilet just upstairs. Oh, here's what I'll say about Boston. I don't like their first pick. So with the 14th pick, they took Romeo Langford. I m- marked that as red for me. But what they did with their other picks, I liked. Okay, that's why I put them. As so, a are you are you picking these big winners on um, teams that um, like picked players that you specifically like? Yes, and um, guys, because none of these people really had like Golden State. I picked them as a winner. That's a weird winner. Yes, but um, some of the winners, some of the picks, well, the players they've got that I've got as winners are guys that they didn't even draft and they've signed after the draft. Oh guys who gosh. went undrafted. Well, you're going deep, so um, Kelda for that. But that is that is how teams like Golden State get good players. But also, I have more to talk about that. But we'll For me, my big winner was the New Orleans Pelicans for pick, picking Zion Williamson with a number one pick. Well done, guys. I think, yeah, I think that's good. Biggest loser, um, the Kings for drafting Vanja Marinkovic with the number 60th pick. Well, the first pick, if, if you're going off my... Um we, we, where do you want to start? Because I thought this was quite an interesting draft in terms of being like the top three or four were like set in stone. And if we're doing Paul Williams' um, name analysis, Zion Williamson, Ja Morant, and RJ, uh, Barrett. RJ Barrett all sound like successful NBA players, right? They're all good NBA names. Zion yeah. Williamson for like the weirdness of it and like the Zion, like the one brand name recognition. And Ja Morant and RJ Barrett just sound like players, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, DeAndre Hunter sounds like a player. Yeah, he's going to be solid for sure. But then after four, pretty much straight away, it just Chaos. it went weird. Yeah. Do you think the Wizards drafted Rui Hashimura like higher than he was expected to go because of his like Instagram potential or whatever you know marketability? He was the second most. No, hype. I think he was criminally underrated by mock drafts. 
have I we, thought. Have we not learned that? I think nine. I'm going to call what it right matters now. in basketball is defense and three point shooting, and he doesn't do either of those. I'm. Uh, I think he's not bad three point shooter. Yeah. And I think he's going to keep getting better. And he's I got think the athleticism to be a defender. Yes. And I think it's. Um, yeah, I think he's. He the reason because it's weird for guys who who played three years in college to kind of be hyped, but um, he it's I think it's an underrated fact that he couldn't speak any English when he came over. Yeah, okay, like that means it's hard to play basketball. Yeah, he now like Japan's, hardly played his first year because he literally couldn't Japan's a really interesting place English. to go to for that. Of all the places I've been overseas, you know, I've been to a couple of exotic places. Japan has got to be the place where they speak the least English. And that's quite amazing considering how Americanized it is. You know, after World War Two, American corporations moved in there and they've gone to baseball and stuff. I don't know if that's when they've gone to baseball, but I assume it is. Mm. You know, like it's quite, an, it's quite a Western Asian country, but like compared to a place like India where a lot of people speak English, you know, no one in Japan or so many less than any mm. other country. Do you think it's pot- partly because... This is just, I've never been to Japan. I haven't been yet. I really want to go. But um, Japan does make a lot of kind of, I think of Japan as being, I, I don't know if this is really true, but you know, they, they have one a, a, a thriving, speculation. they have a thriving music, pop, you know, J-pop. They seem to make movies, um, TV shows. Hmm. They have a lot of sort of, in, the entertainment, the inter, yeah, the entertainment industry is thriving and therefore they may be, rely less on Western Western entertainment. Yeah. And I guess, yeah, they've got an export economy, but like, yeah, they don't... Lots of um, comic books and books. Yeah. Where do you want to start? So I'm going to have a cough. Um, <coughs> maybe go through and say what we think our the picks we really liked were. Oh, my God. Oh yeah, I'm going to be out of my depth, but we'll start with me. Um, I did the Paul Williams picking 100% on names. And a real steal in this draft was Paces at number 18 picking um, Goga Batadze. Guy, I 100% agree with you. <laughs> I've got him, not based on name. This is going to be the worst NBA analysis, draft analysis No, I want to say this. I tried to... Ve- I, I tried and we're like to, a week too late as well. I've tried to develop my... I tried to develop my... I watched the film Moneyball right before the draft. <laughs> oh my God. And, um, and I decided I'd try and develop like a system... Where it's like... You it, mean advanced analytics, okay, what this podcast is called. You developed a system that was yes. based on names. No, no, no. I, I've and developed Goga a new system. is looking good. I developed a new, extremely convolu- convoluted, weighted point system that would give everyone an overall clean score. And uh, I tried to put emphasis on shooting, as I thought that was very important. And... Um, I almost think I've gone too far that way because I uh, I did a post on Magic Reddit basically pointing out it was very long pointing out my um how I thought my dream draft and then how I thought it was going to go I was wrong I had us selecting Cameron Johnson with the 16th pick and uh I can't even oh I can't even remember who I had with the second pick um Mie Oni from Yale with the 46th pick but um uh Someone pointed out, they were like, have you tested the system on previous years? And I was like, no. <laughs> and so I tried it, and it did not go well on previous Don't years. Don't tell people that before you do your system. So, um, so, so no, 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 I will say this. It kind of went well. 
because I I, I I took uh one I took like ten players or maybe eight players from the. Um, I don't want to be a dick because I normally talk loud, but if you just lower okay. your voice a little bit, it is midnight in New Zealand and okay. we have neighbors. I I took about nine players from the I think uh twenty twenty fourteenth. Sorry, that's not how you say years. <laughs> from the two thousand and fourteen <laughs> NBA draft, and twenty fourteenth uh, is quite good. The the twenty twentieth for twenty fourteenth NBA draft draft and uh i did a selection of players and i put my system to work jesus christ and it said this it said that um the highest scoring player of so i did andrew wiggins joel Embiid, aaron gordon nick stauskas alfred payton doug mcdermott gary harris james young nikola Jokic. man i hope uh, who's james young i don't even hear that guy well he was uh i don't know what pick he was he was like you know 18th or something but you know he's like you haven't heard of him. He's in the G League. That's why I chose him because I wanted like a range. So you know, I picked Nikola Jokic because he was a uh, he was like the forty first pick, but you know, he's possibly one of the, the best. best. Yeah, um, I love. I, I really hope that your analytics pulled out that um, Aaron Gordon was the best player. No, the opposite. It pointed out him as being the worst player. Oh my god, uh, that's still a good result, I guess. But he, he was only one point behind James Young, the second worst player. Yeah. Uh, but here was the issue. Okay, the good thing is that the second best player was Nikola Jokic, which is good because he was the 41st pick. Yeah. But the top scoring player, Andrew Wiggins scored nine. Um, so are you doing this on stats before they went into the NBA? Or yes, it's, it's all just off the year before they entered the NBA. So what, where was um, he playing the year before he entered the NBA? He was playing yeah. in um, the Adriatic League. This is ludicrous. Um, Nikola Jokic. Yeah. yeah well, it's, it's tough. European players are tougher. And I think, I think we should start the draft pro... Uh, podcast by saying drafting is crazy hard yes but, I mean, but we're be the bad news teams, is the guy who won the who had the highest score beating Jokic by two points was Doug McDermott but I will say this his college numbers were insane Doug so McDermott, yeah. yes um but you've also got to like wait like what conference they're in and yeah what yeah position that's, who's on their that's team. all meant to be part of it but um uh the conferences I don't really look at teammates but um he he was put he was like the consensus player of the year so it doesn't look into that really at all that Does, like, um i feel like it's going to be a flawed analytic and rui hashimura did good at it yeah he did pretty good rui yeah. hashimura really has a people's champion um jimmy fredet vibe to him doesn't he why why no, is he not he's no, no, kind of go, rui hashimura is the kind of I guy disagree. i get into why is he not the next Adam Morrison, just a guy who could score buckets at college? Uh, well, he wasn't. He wasn't even really that. Nineteen points a game doesn't. It's a lot of points at college for a third-year player. I don't think it's that. That's not that much. Um, like uh, he was supposed to be in, the com- in comparison, pick. He went the ninth pick to the Wizards. In comparison, Doug McDermott scored twenty-seven points per game. Okay, I'm going to throw out my next big pick based on name. Fourteen Romeo Langford for the Celtics. It's uh, not that crazy a name. I just like the name Romeo. Yes, Romeo, I think, great name, but I put him as one of the worst picks. If your name is Romeo and you're not... But don't you, tr- don't you trust teams? Like, I, just I trust, do. I trust Boston. I trust and teams. And I like their other picks. Here's the thing. Romeo was one of the guys the Magic, all the Magic fans wanted really bad because we were just all the fans were obsessed with getting a shooting guard. Oh, with a guy named Romeo, I thought you were going to say. No. Yeah, but here's my issue with him. Can't shoot. 
he shoots 27% on threes. Like he was one of the worst shooters in the draft. <laughs> and you're a shooting guard. Yeah. And everyone was like, ah, but he hurt his thumb. But like you look at his stats before he hurt his thumb, it was only six games. He shot 26%. He shot worse. That's crazy. How crazy is it that um, Celtics fans are turning on Danny Ainge? Ainge? He won them a championship. Oh, it's crazy as he well. He pulled off one of the trades of the century. Don't get me wrong. It was more, it was more Brooklyn stuffing up than him succeeding. He's, he's been a great GM but, um, and continues or, 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 to be a great Also, GM. the team collapsed. I mean, it wasn't 100% his fault. Like They've had a lot of bad luck, I think. Well, I mean, this year, team chemistry problems, that can kind of come down to the GM and the coach. But, I mean, Kyrie Irving is obviously pretty hard to control. Mm. And um, it's just bad luck that like when they made their big push... Gordon Hayward got injured on the first game of the season and just hasn't come Shocking back luck. to being good. I mean, you got to put it. Down. You, I mean, you can't blame the the Warriors GM for the Warriors falling apart. Like, if your best players fall over injured, you're not going to be successful. You know, it's yeah. just bad luck. Um, so it's just funny to see people fall um, f- collapsing on them already. Okay, so who are your um, who, who who who's your most exciting? player or thing from the draft or fall or rise or I'm real away? high on. Hachimura. Okay, okay. He's going to be the Jimmy Fadette of the draft. I can feel it now. The people are high on him. He's the people's I disagree. He was on NBA Ritter. He was the second most talked about player behind Onu Zion, which is crazy because he's number one. So he's above RJ and Jar. Jar. Mm. Um, It's funny how no one gives a shit about Jar going to Memphis, though. These are my best early round picks. Hachimura at nine. Goga Batadze at 18. Although to Indiana, that confused me because he's a center. And, like, they seem, with Miles Turner and um, DeMontis Sabonis, yeah. to get a, another European no, centre. No one, no one knows what's going on in this draft. So I feel like after pick number four, everyone, or well, a lot of teams, except for, like, weird teams like the Suns, who, what the F are they doing, um, I picked based on just getting the best asset. That's probably Yeah. Right. I'll say this about the Suns. 18 quite a, the guy, a long pick. The guy the Suns took at whatever they took him at, 11, was it? Cameron Johnson. I had him before the draft as one of my steals of the draft. His issue is he's old, like he's like 23 or something. But um, I had him as the best shooter in the draft. and Probably. And I just think people were just shocked because he, he went so much higher than he was supposed to. Yeah. But I still think they're getting a little bit unfairly attacked for that. No, nah, okay. So the Phoenix Suns, we've got to talk about them because they are just like... No one trusts them. They've got no reason to love them. And the reason they're getting so much hate is because Everyone says they, they tanked. It. They were the worst team in the NBA. Were they not? Who was the worst team last year? It was Suns or... It was probably them, right? Yeah, probably. Suns or Knicks? Probably the Suns. They, they were the worst team or, cl- or close to the worst team in the NBA. And what they get for that, because they traded down, is Cameron Johnson at number... You know, a player that's older mm. than Devin Booker. Like, it just kind of seems bad. And and people were just saying, like, why didn't you just pick him with the 24th pick or whatever? Like, it yeah, wasn't well, like well they did trade back, but they... Not far enough. No, no, but the other thing is, like, you know, my prediction was the Magic were going to take... I don't I don't think they were now, in retrospect. But before the draft, I thought we would take Cameron Johnson at 16. And I was, like, thinking, if possible, we would trade back to get him. But, um, okay, the third pick I liked in the top 25 was Grant Williams to Boston at 22. He scored really well. That's not that's not a great name. My system Grant Williams. Yeah, and why did he score well? Well, well they haven't um they have the other Williams guy. Uh well, I don't know, just it's just 
statistics. His just. <laughs> I'm worried about your statistics, man. Like, what sort of statistics are these? Uh, like, give us a bit more of an insight. Well, just. I'm worried if you say them out loud, though, your house of cards. It's will just come, two two point down. percentage, three point percentage, three point attempts, foul. Uh, free throw attempts, you f- free think, throw percentage. Do you think you just worked out points, like a shitty version of true assists, shooting percentage? Uh, no. Offensive rebounds, defensive rebounds, steals, blocks, turnovers, age, uh, size. Just, you just added all the good stats together. Yeah. Did you did you give them a score like out of five or something for each of those? It's like it's like weighted. Um, it's weighted in in certain aspects that I think considered to be more important. And he scored well. Okay, um, another top pick from Guy. He's undersized. But 100% on names and not knowing anything else. At 49, the Spurs draft, Quindary Witherspoon. I've also put that as one of my best late round picks. Are you picking them based on names? Like, this is this weird one was. The same. Because this one, <laughs> he was not a guy I even knew about. He did not go through my point system. But his name's Quindary Witherspoon and... Yeah, you just trust the Spurs. I said the dumbest thing just before when we were doing, believe it or not, we prepared for this shambles of a podcast. Um, I asked Paul, out loud, embarrassingly, I asked, is Kevin Porter Jr. the brother of Otto Porter Jr.? Not thinking that if Otto Porter Jr. had a brother, he would be called Otto Porter Jr. Jr. Oh no, would that be Otto Porter Jr. had a son and named him after Otto Porter himself? Uh, He'd be Otto Porter Jr. I don't the think second, you could name both your sons. Yeah. Otto Porter Jr. the second. It'd be weird to have two, but it probably But exists. what you didn't think is what if they just had, it was the same mum, different dads. Okay. So she had one kid with. Ki- oh, but they both had the same surname. Or she get. She, her surname's Porter. Hmm. No. Sh- what happened oh. was she dated two men called Porter, yeah. and they both wanted to name their kid after. Yeah, it makes son. sense. So Kevin Porter Jr. Just for the record, is not related to Otto Porter Jr. Here's what I'm thinking happened. She had a child with Otto Porter. Uh, he was like, "You better name him after me, or I'm leaving." <laughs> and she was like, "Okay, Otto Porter Jr." He leaves. <laughs> anyway. And she's like, asshole. <laughs> then she has a, a kid move. with a guy called, just by coincidence, Kevin Porter. No relation. Um, and Kevin Porter, they get married. They're happily um, together still. Mm. And But they have a, a, a kid. It's another son. And he's like, well, if if that dude, that jerk, Otto, if he gets one son named after him, like, I should, <laughs> like I'm, like, we should, this should be Kevin. Yeah. And then Kevin Porter Jr. He didn't, the dad, in that scenario, there was no need for the dad to leave. Like, he could have died. He could have done so many other things. But I like how you created the stipulation in, and your, then, in your hypothetical that he would leave if, unless they named the kid after him. So they named the kid after him and he still left anyway. Yes. And what then, a bad, um, what a terrible guy. Oh, he's the villain of you're the story. Otto Porter Jr. to be. No, Otto Porter Sr. And then, um, and then also, when they were grow- the boys were growing up together, they were like, and when, if you guys ever are both famous sports players, you can never mention being brothers. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, other picks that I just want to throw out there, um, uh, players who are bound to be like consistent role players based on name. Mm. PJ Washington for the Hornets. Yeah. Jarrett Culver for the Suns. Just sounds like a role player. Ty Jerome for the 76ers. Wait, is Jarrett Culver going to the Suns? Isn't he going to Minnesota? He's going to Minnesota, I think. Oh, traders. I uh, think. Ty Joel... 
Ty Jerome is traded to Boston. I, oh, Ty Jerome thing, or Jarrett Colvin? Everyone's complaining about the hats. Um, uh, you know how they give the hats and all the mm. players have been traded, but they give it to the team who's drafted them because the trades haven't gone through yet. Yeah. So every player's wearing the wrong hat. Everyone's complaining about that. I think a bigger complaint is forcing players against their will to wear a hat with a suit, which has got to be one of the wackest styles, especially when you consider what the 19-year-olds think is a good idea for a suit. Mm. Like, it just looks bizarre. It's like, yeah, get a new it. system. Well, what, what if what if, what if they, a hat with a suit? When does that ever look good? A baseball cap? Uh, just at, at the draft, it just to me, it looks like Classic. the NBA draft. Yeah, yeah what, okay. But well, what if you think about the alternatives, though? What if you've got like a... Um, a you tie? Know, like a, a tie, yeah, that's not a bad thought. <laughs> It'd be tacky as what heck, about, like a what Dallas a, Mavericks tie. What if it was a classy Dallas Mavericks tie, though? Like yeah, a, okay. Okay, what about, um, you know, when politicians back, like American-style politician, old school, would have like uh, like a ribbon? Like, you know, it's like oh, a circle yeah, thing saying cool. vote for me with like a pocket frilly square? stuff around it. Yeah, team pocket square. What about um, a new jacket? Like a, they've won a golf tournament and they get like this blue Dallas Mavericks <laughs> jacket. I actually don't hate that. I mean, the players would obviously have to wear a white shirt, black pants, so any okay. any jacket can go with it. But that's kind of cool. What about right before the draft? And like, you know, mental fans would buy a Paul, Boston Celtics blazer or a, you know. Paul, don't lie. What if right before the draft, everyone knows, uh, I guess it takes away from the kind of surprise, but then they come up and they um, their suits are like kind of stripper suits <laughs> and they rip them off in their, in their uniform. That's the sick. Okay, what about this? compulsory tattoos <laughs> they, have they to rip get it open there. and they've got a big chest well there's like 15 minutes in between the um, picks anyway it's like Zion Williamson goes up there he gets a tattoo in front of the crowd imagine the Pelicans fans going New Orleans New Orleans and he just gets like inked up on stage <laughs> David Stern no who's the uh, David Silver people are worried that um, well not worried There's they're, they're going to change the term owner because it's like got kind of slave owner vibes mm. I'm worried branding players with the it's team logo bad. live on stage with um it could a mainly that. white audience chanting the city <laughs> name. It could be a problem. Could I be a problem. But um, I will say this one year, this year, one huge improvement to the draft was in their post. As soon as they walked across the stage, they get interviewed. Right, such a good idea to have a family member come and join them. Because they all start crying. crying it was yeah, so, so good. Because I was like, crying I was like, I'm sure they probably start crying every year, mm. but it's not until they've done that and they walk back and then they're in like a, a private room with their mum or whatever, and then they start crying. I love the ESPN or TNT person who was producing the show who was like, "You idiots! You're missing all the tears." You're filming the wrong bit. Like they're like pissed off, and they're like trying to tell the cameraman to like stop filming the go on stage and to get out the back room and film the crying. Yeah. And this year they just brought the crying to the camera. Yeah, Beautiful. but it was so nice. Like it was. I'm already such a huge fan of like um, Zion and RJ Barrett and stuff. Just based on seeing that. Um, okay, I'll quickly go through my best mid round picks. Uh, Twenty seven, Mifiondu. Carbonjili, and I don't know if I'm saying that right. Man, this has been an amazing name for names. Is it because so many more African players are playing or something like that? Possibly. Uh, to the, I love him. Uh, he's not a bad shooter. Great. Um, he blocks shots and stuff. I think a good pick. Um, 29th, Calden Johnson to the Spurs. Okay, here's a guy who didn't actually score. Like he didn't score. He didn't jump out in terms of my scoring system. Uh, but. He's going to San Antonio, and he's a one-and-done from Kentucky, which kind of, to me, for some reason, scares me, just because in terms of him maybe 
because like the Spurs, I feel like usually get guys who are like some random guy who was like playing second div, and then um got hurt and got dropped down to third basketball league. Yes, and the comes out to be a contributor on a championship. So just to see the Spurs at the twenty ninth pick getting a guy who fell, who was a one and done at Kentucky, that just scares me. Um, because I don't know. Do you not think the Spurs watching them out there? not fouling at the end of the game in the playoffs. Like, this maybe is too huge a call, and maybe this is blasphemy against the, the saint that is Greg Popovich. But, like, do you not feel like they may be done? Nah. You know how, like, the greatest coach of all time, Phil Jackson, yeah. just, like, pr- went to New York to be the GM and just proved to be the biggest basketball idiot of all time, like, seemed to know mm. nothing. Do you not worry that just as you get older, you, get, you just lose your edge? Yeah, well, if you get stuck, I think the, the issue is you, you can get stuck in your way. Mm. And, like, basketball's a great example of that the sport keeps changing. Mm. And, you know, it can change so quickly as well. Mm. Just, like, looking at threes and stuff now. And if you're just unwilling to change with it, which is a little bit of the Spurs. But I just think Popovich is progressive enough to change with the times and... Do you ever look at the, I mean, we'll probably get to the Orlando Magic soon, but do you ever look at the Orlando Magic and just, and, and maybe I've gone crazy here and just gone for recency bias, but like the, the, what, the, the Golden State Warriors introduced the era of um, killer three-point shooting, right? Just having two or three guys on the team who are just money and you've just got to guard them at all wait, times. Who, wait, who you, wait, wait, who'd you said? Introduced it? Golden State Warriors. Okay. Well, no, no, I know there's teams before that who jacked up a lot of threes. Yeah, Orlando but like, Magic. What team? You mean? 2009. Around Dwight Howard. Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. They, okay. They okay. started it. Yeah, okay. They did. Okay. Well, that, I'm glad you brought that up because I'm like, now the Toronto Raptors have taken that to the, the furthest degree. Not to say the Toronto Raptors have like revolutionized the NBA or anything, but like their eight man rotation, every player played D and every player shot threes. And that looks like a pretty good blueprint for the future, you know? And like you look at teams like, um, Milwaukee and stuff like that who f- who fell apart because they didn't have that. Even the Golden State Warriors, it wasn't their fault. That was because of injuries. They didn't have the shooting they should have. But like, when they bring their bench team on, they couldn't defend and shoot threes with all positions on the court. Mm-hmm. But you look at your team, the Orlando Magic now, and they for years have picked defense, great. Three-point shooting, not great. And they've got all these like quite badly flawed players in terms of three-point shooting. Do you not worry about where they're going or do you think no, no, they no. can play a different uh, style the old GM just didn't care at all about shooting I think the current GM where front office now? What is uh, he's an assistant GM in uh, Oklahoma City okay um, Another which always seems suspicious because he came from OKC he traded Victor Oladipo to OKC <laughs> for Serge Ibaka yeah and then he went and DeMantis Sabonis yeah. and then he went back <laughs> um, seems very dodgy to me but uh, no, I think the Magic uh, are going that way where they're, they're very long guys. But um, yeah, they've gone the length way. But yeah, length. No, I still, I still think shooting is something they want. Like, because they basically built the Bucks, who were uh, like, you know, they drafted some guys like Malcolm Brogdon, who I really want, mm. um, who are just cash shooters. Mm. Um, Another great name um, from the draft, um, number 51, Celtics dra- draft, Tremont, Tremont Waters. Waters. I put him as, again, not based on name, but... Oh my God, is this another one of your picks? It seems like your one picks of my, are name No, late round picks. Well, I put he's no he's to this. undersized as heck, but he scored well in my system because he's just a scorer. 
but he's this undersized, but Boston man, they have a history with undersized guards. Uh, Tremont Waters, one of the good late round picks. But um, back to my mid round picks, Carson Edwards to Boston. Uh, Carson Edwards, thirty third pick to Boston, huge steal. Again, undersized, but just crazy scorer. What's so good about him? What do you mean, Carson Edwards? Yeah. I don't know. He just scored well. He just statistically. Oh, I thought you meant huge scorer, like offensive scorer. But you mean huge scorer in your power. Uh, no, no. I think I mean. I think I meant scorer as well. Physical I could. Scorer. I can find this his exact stats if you want. It'll just take a second. The reason you're doing this, by the way, just so listeners know, is your main idea is that you want to. Um, your dream is to. He scored 24 points per game. You're looking forward to listening back to this podcast in a year or five years and proving how right you were, right? So you're just trying to say the names. No, but we're doing... What are you talking about? I'm not criticizing We're doing you. a it's draft um, breakdown. Yeah. And for some reason, you, well, I feel like you haven't put in the hours yeah. and you just don't want to do it. Instead. No, 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 no. It's not, it's not that it I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to do it. I'm just, no, I'm just, I'm just, really, I'm just really interested in... Um, like what? I, well, I can go through and say what his exact stats. What the drive? No, 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 no. I'm not. No, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to call you out for it. All I was doing is just asking for a little bit more because I have no. I don't know who any of these players are. He's so an I'm absolute gunner, players. though. He did shoot um, nearly eleven. Good? No, not really. Um, he shot eleven threes because like the game, least, basically. It's quite interesting, but like the least like likely skill to transfer to the NBA is like scoring right that's like the hardest mm. like if you if you rebound one in college you might be able to rebound one in the NBA but scoring is an, another level really interesting quote on NBA Reddit today an old but, one but like shooting Allen. is as you said is key Ray Allen was talking about how hard it was to get up 20 shots in the NBA like how mm. difficult that is and when you're a key star player like James Harden or something like that like the way they defend you is so crazy and the, if you can get 20 looks you're, it's impressive and I was just like thinking yeah if I played a game in the NBA I wouldn't be able to even shoot a shot without getting blocked you know mm. Okay, uh, 34th pick, Bruno Fernando to Philadelphia. I think he's going to be awesome. Good. How did I Actually, miss that name? How did that fall through I think he's ma- uh, Sorry, he's going to Atlanta. He's been traded. But he, um, Bruno Fernando, <laughs> huge steal. And, um, That's up there with Zaza. Another thing Julia. I think is like when you Google their images, the photos that come up, like his photos just look like it's not just physical appearance, but also just the passion and stuff that you can see in the, like, you know, like if you look like at photos of KG or like Draymond Green on Google images, it'll be them like screaming and, um, even Steph Curry gets that animated. Yeah. 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 And so like Bruno Fernando, I think is just great. If like Google images, you look at him and you're like, Oh yeah, he's going to be good for Atlanta. Um, okay. 37 dividus survitus. Um, I was sad though because he was one of the guys I was really high on before. I didn't the draft. even add him on my name list because I was too scared of saying it out loud. Dividus, Dividus. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but um, great shooter, tall shooter dude. I wanted the magic to take him at forty-six, but he. I was excited because he got drafted by the Spurs, and that was like I think. And I was like, yes, I nailed it because I knew he was going to be good. But then he got traded instantly to Detroit, and I was like, oh, don't know anymore. <laughs> um, but then the thirty-ninth pick. This is interesting. Alan Smailiadzic to Golden State. And they kind of got him two years ago or something, brought him over to their G League team, and then when other scouts were going to be watching his games, they didn't play him. So they like brought him over like two years ago, basically, uh, and then hit him. And the, they stashed him on their G League team 
and now I've drafted him. Anyway, I thought it was interesting well, and exciting. I don't really mean they brought him over. Like, don't you have to draft him to get him there? Or they no, I don't fully understand it either. He's a professional player. Yeah, he's a professional player. So they, they, um, he was just playing professionally in the G League. I think he got drafted into the G. I don't know how it works. But aren't G League games like on some sort of streaming service? I'm sure the NBA. Yeah, I think they they could have, so but how still. They hide him. Uh, the, the, there was like some um, showcase thing where they didn't play him. They they make him wear a different jersey every. No, um, no, I think it's cool though. Like, um, it would be interesting the espionage in, in sports and like the number of times you try and like keep a, a pick you've got under wraps and stuff like mm. that. The pics, the photos of him, his face does not look like a good NBA player. Like it looks like guy I went to primary school with more. But then the clips of him, I think he looks awesome. But anyway, it's hard. So I, I like that pick. And then quickly, my best late round picks, Bol Bol at 44. Uh, He's in, do you know anything about him? Yes. Is um, he a dickhead? I don't think so. Because people on podcasts keep on like alluding to that fact, but then everyone shuts up about it because they don't want to be rude or they don't want to okay, maybe, discount maybe a young he kid is. too early. But I think he must have two issues, major health worries, yeah. based on the fact he's so skinny, he's already had foot problems as a centre, it's a, it's a death wish. And But then also people always mention personality, and I'm just like, I yeah. wonder what sort of asshole he is. He's very sick. good friends with Shaq's son, Sharif O'Neal. Yeah. He's always on his Instagram. And I, yeah, I don't know, but um, Bobo, I just think with the forty fourth pick, like Frick. you can't go wrong. You may as well swing for yeah. the fences. Yeah, and he's he's really skilled for seven two. Like he can shoot it like mm. well. Mm. And I I remember thinking he was gonna be he was gonna fall purely because he his he's got a novelty name and he looks gumby as hell and like he's gonna snap. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how he goes. I think it's still a good pick. Do you cause think, because you'd assume, you're like, it, why would anyone who's not an NBA prospect not get in the gym and start bulking up? But do you think maybe because of his height and his fragile like joints, just being that size and that weight, do you think that maybe like they almost tell him not to bulk up until your body's fully developed or something like that, you know? Maybe. Also, maybe it's just hard because you're... S- so skinny. Yeah, I don't know. But... um. Yeah, Bol Bol. One like of the worst like, suits, I think, in the draft. Also, but like, who's he going to guard as well? Like, I guess he's so skinny, anyone. Another thing I'll say... So, so long, sorry. Is, uh, don't bring him to the green room. Like, surely, if you're the league... Like, they just bring everyone to the green room. I don't know what the... Can I no, say? No, 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 they don't. Like, he was sitting on a table. Is like, that what the green room is? They don't know uh, what the green room is. Because I always hear people talking about the green room. And I assume the gr- what the green room is... Is it's the room where a band or yeah, normally a band or a comedian yeah. goes before they go on stage or a th- at a gig or a, the cast of a musicale. Do they call that green room still? Well, the green room's like the so there's like the dressing rooms and then the green room's just like the um, chill out area. Yeah, the kind of communal. Ah, okay. Kind of I, did, I, did not know, I didn't know. I did not know that. I don't know the history of it. I it's guess where in you old opera theaters or something. They made it painted them green or something like that. Yeah, no one really knows why it's called a green room. There's okay. a lot of theories. Well, it's it. weird how much you know about it. But then I was in, the in a NBA, green room recently where they had a sheet saying, "Where does the word green room come from?" And it was very long. And basically, the summary was no one knows. <laughs> That's funny. What way to distract you before you do a gig? Um, yeah. Uh, they don't. Does the NBA not know what green room means? Because mm. uh, sitting on a trestle table in the middle of an arena is not a green room, and I don't know why they're calling it. I green guess room. it's just like what? What are the alternatives? Come and sit in the 
on a table. Um, we'll call it the. Um, he was invited to yeah, table the, at, at, the, at, the, at the tables. Yeah, he's tabling. <laughs> That's um, pretty good. Yeah, call it the the floor. The uh, invited to the floor. Maybe like like the right launch pad. You know how you like launched into the NBA, like the launch. Pad. I also liked they had the light up um, catwalk, which gave them more of a time to walk up, mm. and also more chance for guys to trip over, which would be actually sad to watch. But um, that do, you, do you think David? Uh, do you think um, uh, like David Stern? Who's the I've Adam Silver? That twice. Do you think a- a- Adam Silver? Do you think he thinks about like the delivery of his? Because especially like the top five picks, like. Mm one of those guys is going to be a star and the, yes. the, that footage is going to be used a lot. And it's yes, like, I thought he about goes, that. Zion, Williams, Williamson, he like stutters, yeah. stutters over his name. Does he retake it afterwards when all, everyone's left? No, nah, I don't think he would. But, um, it just becomes a legendary moment. I'd say he'd practice them quite a bit. And, but I was thinking names, that. So I was like, difficult. man, the names, when he, if he thinks someone's going to be a star, you can almost tell who he thinks is going to be a star because he... Really nails the delivery. Puts extra sauce on it. Um, oh, that's interesting for the NBA being rigged in a conspiracy. Um, okay, other best late round picks. Uh, oh, yeah, I've already touched on. We've touched on Quindari, Witherspoon, Tremont Waters. Um, Great names, man. Quindari, um, Witherspoon. Okay. That is beautiful. Shamori Shim- Shim- Pons to Houston, undrafted. Again, he's an undersized guard who can shoot. <laughs> Um, Dedrick Lawson to Golden State surprised he didn't get drafted a big who can shoot and has great defensive rebounding stats um, he scored really well on my scoring system went undrafted and Golden State have signed him and Kai Bowman to Golden State so those are two guys who are why I put Golden State as one of the winners of the draft then uh, CJ Massenberg is another great shooter and Zach Norvell Jr. CJ went to Brooklyn, Zach went to Lakers, and then uh, there's a guy, Caleb Martin, Naz Reed to Minnesota, who Montreal, her, 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 oh man, I'm really losing the plot here. If I, don't worry, mate, it's all right, you can, you, you can take two seconds to recover. When, that, when people are analyzing these things, I always wonder, if I was a scout or a front office, mm-hmm. the main thing I'd focus on is beside, I mean, bes- I mean, you got to look at raw potential and athletic ability and shooting talent and stuff like that. But it's just like work ethic and like mm. commitment. Like you think of Jordan and Kobe, and they're like most famous for just working really hard. And it's basically for that and in, like anything in life. But like, I mean, I know there's exceptions. There's guys like Shaquille O'Neal who aren't known for their great work ethic, but just like supremely physically gifted. But it's just really interesting when you see the Phoenix Suns picking up guys like. Who's that guy who recently got his baby high on secondhand Josh smoke? Josh Jackson, yeah. And you're like, this guy, how... I found... um The red flags around yeah. him. And hey, maybe I'm wrong about Josh Jackson, but I'm like, it it doesn't sound good. I um, I literally thought about him the other day and went back to find an old comment I'd done on Magic Reddit from that year he was drafted because everyone wanted Dennis Smith Jr. or Josh Jackson. Mm. And... I, yeah, I literally remember responding to someone's post being like, Josh Jackson, like, no. He literally um, chased a girl, and when she got into a car, he started beating up the car. Like, he started smashing the outside of the car. Yeah, it seems like, like a Like, red, red flag, flag yeah. all over him. His, like, absolutely his, not. His, his nickname should be Red Flag. <laughs> red Flag, yeah. Um if you beat up a car, like what is going on? He looks like he looks like a kind of guy. I don't know how many years he's been in the NBA now, but 
but he looks like the kind of player who just hasn't improved at all. Like, I don't know how much he's working on his game, but he still like is the kind of guy who just like drives in and just throws the ball in the direction of the hoop. When you mm. know how like guys like D'Angelo Russell like develop a floater and stuff like that, and there's other guys who just go and just pound it off the backboard like they're playing their first game of basketball ever, mm. and that's the kind of guy he is. And it's like, is he training or is he just <laughs> showing up and collecting them checks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and that's the, oh sorry do you have do you have more to say in your late round scoops or ah uh, nah I was going to go into worse picks oh yeah this is the few I'll give me give us a couple of shockers okay these now these are the ones that I'm not sold on the weird thing is is that your best picks um uh were ones that were like the like the uh, Suns and um Wizards with uh, Rui were ones oh, that not, like I didn't say the Suns. A lot of people are saying that. You, you, you like the Suns no, that old guy. No, no, I, li- I liked him, but not that high. Not that high, yeah. I don't think, yeah. Okay. Um, but I still think he could be good. Like, he's a great shooter. Yeah. Um, but, uh, wait, what were you saying? My Oh, well, like, your, your picks have been quite controversial so far, is that you've picked... My best early your picks. Your steals. Like you picked, did you pick the Suns as one of their best playoff... Uh, who as your winners? Of no, the I picked no. Boston, Detroit, Golden State. Well, and Boston Atlanta. was hated on, but I mean, you got to. I don't know why but you're hating on Danny. Boston. So no, no. I'll say. I'll clarify again. I didn't like Boston's Romeo Langford first pick, mm. but I liked their later picks. Mm. But um, uh, Atlanta as well are another one that's interesting because I, I like DeAndre Hunter at four, and I like some of their later picks. Like I liked um, Bruno Fernando, but then. Cameron Reddish at 10, he was a guy who I had as really overrated. So he was the third freshman star at Duke with RJ Barrett and Zion Williamson. And he really underwhelmed. Yeah, he was famous for like falling out of the top five, right? Yes. Don't you think you took a flyer at 10 though? That's why I haven't said I completely hate it. Because at because t- at first I was like Atlanta like um I've loved everything you're doing the last couple of years yeah like Atlanta the team I'm kind of picking to like in a few years did you explode. like did you like them did you like them trading Doncic though yeah I kind of I I was high on Trey Trey Young and I still am so I don't mind it yeah I like building I like Trey Young as it like just, your point guard it just has the potential to look st- stupid I guess but yeah yeah but I don't think it I don't think it really ha- has yet, and no, I don't think it will. No, it hasn't looked. It hasn't looked sh- and I love John Collins, and uh, they even just did a great pick. Uh, they did something good recently with Boston, uh, Brooklyn. I can't remember. So here's the interesting question, and this is kind of guy I've been thinking: nature versus nurture when it comes to NBA teams. You got to ask yourself: Would Kawhi Leonard be the Finals MVP if he was drafted by Washington instead of San Antonio? Mm. You know, and. A lot, a lot of the cases you go, yes, he's a high work ethic player with amazing athleticism. He was hard to pick in the draft, but San, Anto- you know, San Antonio did help him, no doubt, and made him maybe the elite of the elite, but he probably would have been you know, a top 20 player regardless. And what I want to do, and this is not that analytical at all, I looked at the top 30 players of this year, and I counted only five, maybe six if you count Giannis, depending on what you think of Milwaukee, who went to wonky teams. Mm-hmm. Um, shit kickers, or um, and only three and three of those five that were like like top twenty players this year or top thirty players this year. So it's twenty five players all went to kind of teams that are kind of respectable. You know your OKCs, mm. teams that have kind of a reputation. Um, three of the five that went to wonky teams were fir- number one picks, which are like unstuffable. That's Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Carl Anthony Towns. It's like wherever they went, 
if they'd gone to Melbourne, they would have been, well, obviously they would have been successful in Melbourne, like that's a big, but you know, if they'd gone to Europe, they would have somehow succeeded in the NBA, you know, like they're just, they're going to, LeBron James mm. is going to make it regardless who picks him and people think Zion's like that as well. Yeah. The, other def- two, the, the other two are being Kemba Walker, who somehow flourished against all the odds and Bla- Bradley Beal and the shit show that is Washington. Yeah. What were you going to say? I definitely think um, where you go, can I? I don't know if I don't think Kawhi would be the player he is if he if he'd gone to Phoenix, who didn't draft him because he sweated too much during that the interview. The who knows? But that sounds pretty funny. Um, so, so you look at the shit kicker rat bag teams of the last five to ten years. I'm going to throw them out here. Maybe this is offensive, but Lakers, Knicks, Pelicans, Bulls, Suns, Hawks, Kings are the main ones. Mm. I left Magic out of there, out of respect to Paul. Um, and you look at like the number of all-stars or good picks they've had, hardly any. Like the Lakers, um, cool. the Lakers' only good pick in the last 10 years, really, um, the only two good picks have been, they've traded away. That's what I'm saying, I was going to say, is in the last few years, players have gotten way better after leaving LA. Yeah. Julius Randle leaves... Yeah. Looks great. D'Angelo Russell leaves All-Star. Comes alive. Uh, I'm sure there's more examples. Oh, even um, Zubak, like, went, like, was, like, instantly, like, a few days, like, he goes to the Clippers and everyone was like, Zubak, what a steal. Hmm. Um, and I, I kind of expect to see it with Brandon Ingram and those guys again, like. Before, uh, before the Kings hit with um, De'Aaron Fox, they picked Isaiah Thomas and DeMarcus Cousins. They were 2010, 2011. They traded away Isaiah straight away. DeMarcus looks like he's kind of wasted his NBA, his best years of his career, you know, sucking mm. there. It's just like, it's bad luck for the players who get picked up by these teams and get stuck with them on long contracts. Um, and But also, like, do these teams just curse you to being suck? And um, a good a good watch, my winner of the draft, was the Pacers getting TJ Warren as a salary dump with a pick. They get a pick mm. with him um, That's from cr- the Suns. It's crazy. That's such a bad like, don't move get me wrong, by the I'm, Phoenix. I don't think TJ Warren is like a sure thing or anything like that. No, I think but he's I mean, really he's got, solid. He's got potential. Yeah. And f- to get him for money and a pick with him. It's ridiculous. It's, yeah, but it's the Suns, right? Everyone um, thought they were making a good move and then they um, they just they didn't do anything with it. While I was um, testing my, my points-based system on the 2014 draft, Man, I was blown away by how well um, Den- Denver Nuggets did that draft. So they had the eleventh pick. What? So what? What year draft was this? Two thousand and fourteen. Yeah. They had the eleventh pick, uh, and they they basically traded their pick for the Chicago Bulls for the nineteenth uh, and sixteenth. So they basically they took Doug McDermott, sent him to the Bulls, uh, and then with the sixteenth pick. They chose Yusuf Nurkic, who's like was great this year before getting injured. I mean, he's not with them anymore, but still, good pick. Didn't they, they they traded him away, though, didn't they? Yeah. The only weird thing is they traded him to a fierce um, rival, but still, they traded him away. Yes, but then Gary Harris with 19. Love Gary Harris. Mm. And then with 41, uh, Nikola Jokic. Like, those are three. Insane, like, they yeah. hit on all three picks. Yeah. Uh, they might have even had... That's some they had OKC a f- level shit. Oh, yeah. Um, I guess OKC when that's like the core of their. Te- I mean, not really, but two years later, they, they, then they draft Jamal Murray, and then it's like that's the core of their team. But um, worst picks. These are my worst picks. Jarrett Culver, number six to Minnesota. I don't. I think he's overrated, and I just fully don't know what it is about him. 
but I get an uneasy feeling. Um, okay, Kobe White to Chicago at seven. I don't completely hate, but I'm a bit suspect on. Mm. Eight, Jackson Hayes to New Orleans. Okay, I will say this. I don't think he's been playing... Like, supposedly two years ago, he like wasn't even playing on his college team. And then he had a huge growth spurt. So, like, he was kind of trash. <laughs> and then he got really... He's a center now. Like, he's massive. And so, he's, like, very rough, I think. Because, mm. like... But it red flags me a little bit. But, like, as, if it's at a center, it's like... As, if he's just setting screens and catching lobs, he'll be fine. So, I'm still... I'm, he's, I put him as yellow, not as red. It's weird how hard Basel skills are to learn, though. You know, I mean, maybe I'm not that talented, but like, I played my whole life, and like, you know, don't think my skills got that high. And I tried really hard and trained really hard. And it's like things like shooting a basketball, or having touch around the rim. I'm just like mm. always worried. I mean, I know that I know there's all these stories of Giannis and Siakam and all these like dudes who pick up basketball later in life, Joel Embiid, but shivers there. Think of the number of lanky freaks who just pick up basketball because they're forced into it against their will and just suck. Yeah, yeah. More well, than the I think that's stories. one of the big things about Bol Bol is people think he doesn't like basketball and just, you know, he's seven he's foot six. forced against his will. And, is, and was kind it's of compulsory. forced to play it. Get in the basketball. Um, Get into it. Okay, at 13, Tyler Hero to Miami. His name's Hero. How could that go wrong? Uh, he's like a white guy from Kentucky, like shooter. But the thing is, is like he's billed as an incredible shooter. But, like, he shot 35%, which, like, just... So, I did a post on Reddit, the one where I said Cam... I called Cam Johnson the best shooter in the draft. And someone was like, Cam Johnson's not the best shooter in the draft. The best shooters are Kyle Guy and Ty Jerome, who both played for Virginia, who went on to win. And he was like, I went games of both... I went to New Carolina and Virginia, and I watched heaps of games, and, you know, the numbers don't say the whole, like, picture... But it's like, I don't know. In terms of shooting threes, mm. it's like, Three I'd rather go off the numbers than your weird eye test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but t- so <laughs> that's the thing about Tyler Hero is like, everyone just, I think maybe just assumes, but I think he was shooting a high volume of threes, but still like 35% on college three-point line. Like mm. that doesn't reek of incredible three-point shooter, which I think he's billed as. Okay, mm. um, Romeo Langford, he shot 27% on threes. How good's that name though? Very good name, and he's got like a bleach blonde mohawk, which is a good look. Um, uh, Ty Jerome, I, th- I put overrated, and I think guys do get overrated by winning the national championship game. Like they're part of this incredible college team. Oh, it's a great brand. Who could forget um, the Bobcats picking Sean May? And I thought he was going to be good. Um, okay, Kevin Porter Jr. was a guy I had as a huge brother of Otto Porter Jr. Yes, confirmed. I had huge overrated next to him but then he did fall to 30 so i'm like you may as well take a flyer on him at 30 mm. but i do think he has he's got like a jr smith dion waiters vibe to him where How he's going to be like um a kind of notorious idiot gunner who could like light you up on certain nights but then usually just absolutely frustrate you how many porter juniors are there in beer that must be three um, Otto, michael uh, well, there was a... No, okay, here's an, a thing that's crazy to me. John Tay Porter, maybe he pulled out. He, I'm sure he was like meant to be like a top 20 pick, and I don't think he got drafted. And you I don't have to Google it. It's his brother, Michael Porter's brother, John I'll give Tay you Porter. A, I'll give you a Google there so you um, can figure it out. But uh, we're just, we're just the last guy who I have as a bad pick was the 38th pick, Daniel Gafford. 
just because he can't shoot at all. He went to Chicago. I think he's a big man. Man, you're going deep. But um, he had one of the lowest scores out of anyone on my system. We've got some beautiful emails here, and I actually emailed someone back saying, I, I like the email so much, I'm going to read it out, but we might not have time. Uh, we've got moments left. We've still got to fit in Magic Mayhem and um, maybe Conley to the Jazz Chat. But um, guyimport.gmail.com, if anyone wants to email any thoughts of anything under the sun, especially if you've been um, bothering NBA players on social media. Um, what? Sorry, what did you got to find out what happened to that guy, Michael Porter Jr.'s brother? Yeah, he went undrafted, which was crazy because uh, I'm sure he was like relatively highly touted. This is what I've gathered, though. It's like there's like eight or nine guys that people are pretty high on, and then the rest of it people are largely guessing. Hmm. And, you know, think of the number of players in the top 20 who just turn out to be garbage. Think of the number of top 10 picks that just get thrown away. It's, like, probably more than half every year. Maybe a bit less than that. But, like, there's no such thing as a sure thing. Even number one picks, you know, you look at um, players such as Mark L. Foltz. What are you saying I was just trying him? to trigger you there. Um, yeah, and you did. Anthony Bennett. Uh, what are you trying to say about him? Well, I was just saying, like, it's just amazing that... Anthony Bennett, I still can't get my head around. And you, you love Anthony Bennett. You said yourself, you Google him every six months to find out what he's up to. Probably less than that, like every three weeks. Every three weeks to find out what he's up to. Yeah. How did he go number one? Like, how did they get the scouting? I know it was a weak, weak draft, but like a player who can't even play as a role bench player. He can't even Jeremy Linnett on the Raptors, you know? Mm. Late last year, he notched career-high 36 points in the G League, so... Don't sleep on Anthony Bennett, man. So do you reckon he'll fight his way back? That would be a great story if he got back into the NBA. Oh, I'd love it. Uh, I don't know if he will. Jimmy Fadette, like guys like that go high. And you're like, you see them in the NBA and you're like, this guy is a comical joke of a man. You know how the Phoenix Suns picked him up this year? And he um, yeah. he single-handedly lost his team a game by not passing to Devin Booker and just shooting in the third quarter with his terrible... Anyway. Yeah. Um, speaking of positive news, um, just before we get to Magic Mayhem, because we've got to finish on a high... Um, Mike Conley to the Jazz. That's exciting, eh? Really exciting. Two people going nowhere. Jazz stuck, treading yeah. water. You know, who knows what's going to happen to Donovan Mitchell, but like they've got a good team that just can't get over any sort of hump whatsoever. Needs to do something big. This is big. Well, the thing is, is like they're pretty close. Like now the Warriors are It's changed screwed. the whole NBA, yeah. Like the Jazz, this is their window. Like they're yeah. right there in contention. So it makes sense to just throw the kitchen sink, and, bring and, in Conley, and Mike Conley is, the, is, is someone who has had just by the by the fact of unfortunately being. I mean, I mean, it serves him right for signing that massive contract, which people thought was untradeable. Um, but uh, he's been stuck. He's been dying in Memphis. Let's be honest; they haven't been relevant in like three or four years, and he's just been kicking around. So for him to have one shake it's like what you what mm. you hope for Kemba Walker for them to get one chance before they ride off into the sunset with their 38 yeah. million dollars and maybe he's not Mike up to Conley it well. but it'd be it'd be great uh, my, my fear is injuries for him yeah but yeah. but f if he can play a healthy season for the Jazz at the level he's known for shit you know mm. it could be exciting just to have another crowd on the perimeter and a decent like floor general who can also shoot the three like great mm. Yeah, fingers awesome. crossed. Scoring's been their issue. Shout out to the shout out to the Jazz. Good luck to the Jazz. And I liked I liked what they did in the draft. Late they picked up scorers as well. Just like you may as well just pick up some late gunners and see what they can do. Can I also just be outraged before we get to Magic Mayhem? Sorry to p postpone it again. 
Um, people are saying, and I've seen multiple say, people say this, this is a hypothetical people are doing at the moment. This is not just, I'm not just talking about people on the internet, I'm talking about like actual NBA analysts on podcasts and stuff like that, are saying, who would you have? D'Angelo Russell or Kyrie Irving? Yeah. Who would you rather have? Well, Kyrie Irving is a no-brainer in this situation. I don't get me wrong. I know D'Angelo Russell gets paid less money, but this is insane anyone picking D'Angelo Russell over Kyrie Irving. It's insane. I think Kyrie seems Kyrie is really toxic. good, and everyone's forgotten about him, and he had one bad year at the Celtics, and people have gone crazy. Remember two years ago? People were loving him. Remember when he single-handedly, like... Like helped the Cavs, not so heavily had LeBron on his team, but like remember when he led the Cavs in the three-one, you know, by scoring in the clutch over the Warriors. Like, mm. I just can't believe Kyrie is so good. I hate Kyrie. I, I wish him all the worst, and I hope his career goes bad. But he's a thrilling player who you don't want to root against. And like, he's getting that Neymar treatment where like people forget they're good because of the shit off the field or off the court. Like clouds, mm. like how good they actually are. And there's a reason here's, why Kyrie Irving is so loved and so popular. Here's my he's awesome. theory that I just thought up now. He can't be. He need. He will only be good if he's in a situation where he doesn't get to be the top dog. That's what everyone's saying, but yeah, I thought he was, I didn't know, but he, I haven't heard that. But he was until pretty, I just said it. Then. He was pretty good. Well, you're a genius, but he he was he was pretty good the year before with Boston, but he got injured. You know, yeah. As uh, the top dog, he, I I thought he looked alright. Yeah, but like you know, a years. He's such a nice scorer. Like you forget that he's in that like yeah, Steph Curry, but James, again, like it was like what you were saying earlier about how important like character kind of culture is. is yeah, yeah, the culture. And for but me, he's, he's the NBA just, champion who he's just ruined that. Um, he seems like he's. Just, I just got to get a toxic vibe from him now. It's it's An it's hard to know, vibe. but but that's you got to remember that's what everyone on social media has been saying for the last six months. But I was like, three years ago, people didn't say that. It's just like no, I think they like. Well, also it takes time for it to become apparent. Mm. But someone pointed out that it was like that thing where if if you keep having a horrible f- f- flatmate. Eventually, you've you got to realize, realize you're, you're the horrible problem. flatmate. Yeah. And he has had it ever since he got drafted. Mm. Like, he was unhappy with Dion Waiters, fair enough. <laughs> like, I would be as well if I was teammates with Dion Waiters. Yeah. Then he was gutted when LeBron came back. Then there was, like, I don't know, there never seemed to be a great Do vibe there. I think he was, though. Like, I never understand, I never believe any story around LeBron, though, because there's just so much bullshit. Like, he seemed pretty happy with LeBron. They seemed like good friends. But you can also understand kind of why he moved away in the end. He's a high-ego player who, you know, wanted to be the king. Mm. I don't know. I feel like... I, 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 I wish D-Lo, him all the man. best. And if he goes to Brooklyn next year, um, like he's rumoured to... I hope he doesn't. I hope Brooklyn's st- I, you'd be, stick mate, with I him. I honestly think one month of good Kyrie proving the haters wrong... I sound mm. like an idiot saying that. One month of that and... I reckon everyone will be back to loving him again because he's such a beautiful player to watch. I, and um, yeah, he can't for play me, D, but... For yeah. me, it's like, yeah, you think like, what if he gets to a, um, an organization like Brooklyn that has a great GM and great culture and uh, and great coach everyone loves? But then you're like, wait, he was just in Boston, which is like that. Yeah, it was famous for that. But it was yeah, famous for that. But yeah, what if... I don't know. There's just a whole lot of factors. Like... It, I know they played better without Kyrie, but like all their players besides Al Horford and Kyrie were underperforming. And it's like, can you blame him? I mean, maybe. And people are going like, oh, he didn't mentor the young players well. It's like, well, at some point, Jason Tatum has to like 
snap out of it, you know? Like, I don't know. I think it'll be interesting Boston to see what happens are next getting year. ridden off, and I think next year there's a resurgence. But um, oh yeah, well fingers crossed. But yeah, who knows? Maybe uh, Jason Tatum and thing just aren't that. I just I hope Brooklyn bring back D'Lo on a friendly contract, and don't bring in Kyrie. That's my two cents. That's your big recommendation. Oh, I don't think they're gonna need a friendly contract, right? But D-Lo I think Kyrie, I hope Kyrie goes to a team that I don't like. He goes and joins LeBron and AD in in Lakerland. No, if that was the team, they'd probably be the favourites. Yeah, cool. I, I just don't want him. Yeah, but to what if they win the championship? Then you'll feel bad. Don't wish that. Yeah, possibly. It's like wishing him a good thing. Like I, I hope. Um, who's my worst enemy? I hope. Um, uh, who is my worst enemy? I can't even think of it. Is we'll just pretend Kyrie. I hope Kyrie gets a big chocolate ice cream for dessert and gets to eat it all. Get out of shape, and then he won't be good for NBA season. Um, it's that time, right, right about, about that, that time. time, for the stars to roll on out. It's actually crazy how many players get mentioned in that song who aren't on the team anymore. It's almost like they were cursed. By that song. So there's Biombo gone, Aaron Aflalo gone, Juice, um, that's Chance the Rapper, I think, saying Juice. That was the nickname of Jonathan Simmons. Oh, wow, I did not know that reference. Was He's he actually, gone. He wasn't referencing Jonathan Simmons, though, when he said that. No, 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 no. Um, then Alfred Payton is gone. Where does he get referenced? There's a commentator who goes, Alfred Payton, oh, I think. Oh, wow. And then the only one... Aaron Gordon is in there, but he's still on the team. That's not a good sign. He's gone next. <laughs> and then maybe even Fournier has some sort of feature. But you, sh- you, sh- you should have written in the players you wanted to go. Um, How did the Magic go in the draft? I don't know, man. It's uh, I like what they've done. And I feel like at 16, they've swung for the fences. And I, I do like it. I-, I-, I didn't really notice him going into it. He scores well on in my rankings well but not amazing but um also he's his personality wise he's very kind of shy and softly spoken do you regret when they came around to the draft your favorite thing do you regret that the magic went and made the playoffs no you don't wish they were a bit higher? i actually, i honestly think it's almost bad it's it's risky this is just a theory it's i've just thought karma. up now no the worst, no, it's not bad, but I think the worst picks, it'd be interesting to go back and actually look at the picks every year, but it seems to me like almost the worst picking happens like from 5 to 11, mm. where it's like the guys, teams take the guys they think they're supposed to take and end up taking like your Jimmy Fredettes, your... Uh, um, your Doug McDermott's, you know, because it's like he's the look at his numbers, they're crazy. And yeah, you're like, why would we? Yeah, you got to take him. Yeah, because it's like the first few picks are like the obvious guys, the Zion yeah. Williamsons, the uh, Anthony Davises, the LeBron Jameses. Mm. Then I think there's a bunch of guys. The second tier is the guys, yeah, who you're supposed to take. I agree with you. Who turn bad, and then there's a tier after that. The gold zone. With the the magic gold zone, in. and that's where the magic were. They win the gold zone. I, 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 I like your take, but I feel like you've reversed engineered it to make it look positive. No, and that's why I think teams have figured that out, and I, that's my theory why 
although I am saying the Wizards and the Suns <laughs> as two of the worst run organizations, possibly the two worst, uh, I shouldn't I shouldn't be backing them. But they reached back and brought forward guys from the gold zone that they considered good from the gold zone, and they brought them forward into the danger well, zone. Well, I guess the Wizards and the Suns are people who are like every year they pick who the people think they are supposed to pick. Yes. And this year they're like, no, we're just going to go with our heart. But the problem is their heart is made of stupidity. Um, but Chuma Okiki with the 16th pick to the Orlando Magic. Great I'm, name. Yeah, I'm excited for him. Um, Okiki is a cool jersey. Personality-wise, yeah, very shy. Kawhi Leonard style, quiet and not great. Really bad talent in interviews. Like, really bad. But the thing I like about him is like loved by teammates and just everyone was seemed so uh, over the moon for him who knew him. So really loved from that regard and seems great. Like position wise, everyone was set on every Magic fan was like, we need a shooting guard. It's like all we Obvious, need. Yeah, um, we need a lot of other things. Yeah. And they took a power forward, which. Yeah, Everyone was it, shocked. It's your at. stacked position. Yes, but I'm excited. I hope they wheel out a death lineup with Chuma Okiki power forward playing the two guard, and they have this is my idea of our death, new death lineup for future years. So also Chuma is injured, so he won't be playing at all next year. I don't think, and I kind of like that. They're, it's like mature. Like, Imagine do that every year. No, they sure they, they usually dra- people. they draft someone, they get injured, and then they <laughs> red shut them down. Um, that, well, they did that with Jonathan Isaac. His rookie year was cut way short, and and Mo Bamba. Yeah. They did it again, but I yeah I, I like it. Um, why have them like playing this horrible year where they're a bit hurt? And it's like hurting their co- like oh, confidence. Totally. No, and totally. And you don't do much is, in your rookie year anyway. You just yeah, get in the and weight room and train like Ben. S- people talked about how it was an unfair advantage. Ben Simmons winning rookie of the year in his second year because he had that. But it's like, yeah, it's not a bad idea to bring someone in and like sit them almost. And it's, it's interesting that Ben Simmons and Donovan Mitchell, and don't get me wrong, they were still fine this year, but like kind of like massively disappointed in their second years, both of them. I, I expected one of them to win the war and both well, of them kind of went out like idiots. People, I know Mitchell got better. They came in as finished products, kind of. Not so much Ben Simmons and the fact that he can't shoot. But, you know, but, Donovan yeah. Mitchell came in as a star. Yeah. And so, but people still expect him to have the growth of someone who came in as a rookie. Mm. But it's like, when you're already at, like, all-star level, like, how much growth do you, but do then, you want? But then, but then the worst thing is that you're going the other way. Yeah, but do I you don't think, know. Do you think Donovan Mitchell is is going to be okay next year? Or do you think he's on a, a slide? No, he's just, he's, they're good with Donovan Mitchell, I think. Mm. Um Ben, ben, there, are, there are a lot of guys who come out. Remember when Tyreek Evans was like the bee's knees, though? Like where the NBA was doing like when Tyreek mm. happens. I think it was a bit different, Kings. though. Like the Jazz were good. Yeah. The Kings, it's like... But like, no, but the Jazz were good when Donovan Mitchell was good. But then Donovan Mitchell turns bad and you're like, ooh. No, they, they were not far off beating the... Um, I know they it didn't look great at the end, but that their series with the Rockets was a lot closer than it looked. Like I watched the games and it was like, man, just a few plays go differently. Mm. The Jazz win that game. Like it was really down to the wire stuff. Anyway, sorry. Um, who else did the Magic get? No one else. They they ah. took Chumo Kiki with sixteen, and then they sold the forty sixth pick to 
the Lakers who took a guy I wasn't high on, uh, Tarlin something. Why'd they sell it? For just some cash. Just ca- cash considerations, <laughs> yeah. They did that last year as well. They. That's a bit of a worry, isn't it? Nah. Um, like if there's I a don't team mind. It was the 46th pick. Um, I always wonder though. They obviously work it out, but like surely just like cutting some veterans and like just signing this guy, this 46th pick for like, you know, f- I don't know what they were for paying like $500,000 a year or whatever like the minimum rookie salary is. Surely that, is that not cheaper than the $1 million you get back for cash considerations mm. for that pick? The thing is though, if, if they just don't like any, I think they basically know, I think the GMs more than anyone know who's going to go where. So if in those last 14 picks, the people they think are going to go, there's no one they want, then why not just get something back for it and then this, the person you, you might want for your summer league team just sign them after the draft if they're not yeah. in that like last bunch. But um, yeah, Chuma Okiki, I'm excited. So my this is my dream death lineup going forward. Markel Fultz at point guard, and I don't know Jesus if Markel's going to. Christ, Paul, that is amazing. Don't, don't, sorry, man, I really stopped you in your tracks there. I was going to keep you keep on talking and maybe real negative, mm. but like that was funny. I was like, I was like, I can't wait to hear this death lineup because I reckon it's going to be like five power forwards or something real weird. And I was like, I can't. I was just going to listen intently to what you were saying to find out what was weird about it. But then you just came in hotter than I could even imagine. I forgot Fox was on your team. I love he came in hot. Surprise Here's you, man. death lineup number. I hope. I hope he does. He might not play this year though. But uh, <laughs> no, well, he's coming off a very like career threatening injury. What embarrassment? No, for not being able to shoot. No, um, no, you're crazy. Um, I'm not crazy. This is the common consensus that Markel Fox is like bang. Yeah, he, he got hurt. But if he gets better, he'll be great. He's that's number a big, one that's a, that's a big F. Um, um, I, I hope Marco Fultz gets better, but I just don't I think, think he, does. he will. I think he does. And I think he's he's going to be... Marco Fultz, I'm calling it right now, is going to be an all-star in the NBA. Uh, but anyway, Jesus. so six point, point, point guard, six four point guard, big. Then you've got... Two, thought, is that not standard for a point guard in the NBA? Uh, no. No. Like uh, how how tall is okay, Kyle the, Lowry? According to the Sports Daily, the average point guard is with shoes on six foot two. So he's two inches taller. Nah, but he that's probably without shoes on, don't you think? No, every player in the NBA is measured with shoes on. Okay, well, still two inches taller. That's taller than average. This is so funny. I'm trying to get Kyle Lowry. Oh, Kyle Lowry is only six foot one. He's short. Um, Fred Van Vliet's even shorter than that. Steph Curry is. So Steph Curry, who is short, he is six foot one, three. Oh, yeah. So Fultz is not big, but he, no, I'm not saying big he's wingspan. Small. I think. Yeah, big wings. Big I think wings. so. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming he's the short player, and the rest of your players are power forwards, as I predicted. Well, six eight shooting guard Chuma Okiki. Yeah. Uh, then I can't Google these fast enough. The heights I don't have them written down. Aaron Gordon. No, massive. Jonathan Isaac, small forward, six ten. Then Aaron Gordon, uh, uh, power forward 6'9", and then Mo Bamba, who has, or at least until this draft, had the biggest wingspan in the NBA, 7-foot Mo Bamba. With like, he's got like an 8-foot wingspan, a 7-foot 10 wingspan. Sick. That's the death lineup, the dream team of the Atlanta Magic. Um, um, and that's, that's the death lineup th- going forward. That's the end of our podcast. Um, since I think it was a good one. Sincerely, thanks everyone who listened guyandportgmail.com sorry to the emails that we did not read out 
but we were so deep in those goddamn advanced analytics. We love you from the bottom of our hearts. Um, I've been Guy Williams. Uh, I don't do that anymore. And, and Mark Alfonso has a, a six foot. Uh, we'll round it up. Six foot eight wingspan. Wow, that's very. Wow, watch out for him when he um, eventually recovers. Uh, peace. <laughs>